Hey there, this is Dr. Elliot Davidson. I'm a family doctor. I've been doing family medicine for 35 years. I've been teaching it for over 20 years. And this is lessons my patients taught me. I've learned a lot over that time, and I'm here to share some of the lessons that I've learned. Today is lesson number six, the consultant is not always right. This is one of the most valuable lessons I learned from a patient. and Unfortunately, it happened after she died. Lots of doctors could not figure her out, and she had the audacity to keep getting worse in spite of our efforts to save her. All the clues were there to make a correct diagnosis, and she had a fixable problem. Nonetheless, we were not creative enough to help her. Let me tell you about the case. I will call this patient Mrs. Piecemeal because the clues about her case came in one piece at a time. Mrs. Piecemeal was a previously healthy, very pleasant 80-year-old white woman who presented to my partner complaining of several weeks of fatigue, generalized achiness, and low-grade fever. Her past medical history was only significant for remote pericarditis and diverticulosis. Her family medical history was not helpful. Her only medication was Tylenol for an occasional headache. She was a very healthy 80-year-old woman until this point. On physical examination, she looked tired. Her temperature was 99. Her blood pressure was 110 over 60. She appeared slightly pale, and she had mild tenderness to her temporal scalp, but otherwise her exam was normal. Her lab test showed that her white count was 11,000, which is slightly elevated. Her hemoglobin was 10.1, which is a moderate anemia, and her sedimentation rate was 98, which showing that the inflammation in her system was very high. We then made a series of mistakes. A presumptive diagnosis of temporal arteritis was made and she was placed on prednisone 60 milligrams daily. She felt worse and the steroids were stopped, but she developed brisk rectal bleeding. Her colonoscopy showed blood throughout the colon, but no bleeding sites. Upper scope was negative as were two bleeding scans. She required multiple transfusions and the surgeons decided to remove her colon. The bleeding continued, however, and she developed high fevers. She grew blood cultures out of every bottle that we cultured, and the blood culture was a strange strep species normally found in the mouth. We consulted infectious disease, and we consulted cardiovascular surgery. We did an, a 2D echocardiogram, but no one had any good suggestions. The cardiovascular surgeon told me there was nothing he could do. We started antibiotics, but she continued to bleed. We had one last chance to save her life. If you were her doctor, what would you do? Diagnoses are elusive things sometimes. The fact is, they're very important. Residents ask me all the time, what should we do? And my answer is often, first, let's make a correct diagnosis. One of my teachers, Dr. Gerald Bowling, once made the observation when we were dancing around a difficult diagnosis. He said, it's in the lung, it's in the lung, it's in the lung. He implored us not to overlook the obvious or misconnect the docs. So how many things, so many things can color your thinking and send you down the wrong path. Remember rule number two is don't only listen to the patient. Well, consultants might be very smart. They might know much more about an area than you do, but consultants are not always right. Their advice is very important. It's a very important data point, 
But as the family doctor, you need to put everything together sometimes to make the diagnosis. In this case, the cardiovascular surgeon missed a chance to be the hero and told us nothing could be done. In fact, he was the only one who could have saved her. And I was not smart enough to figure out the case so I could convince him. So what are the relevant facts of the case? This patient had brisk GI bleeding. She had a mouth organism found in her blood. She had a history of pericarditis. She had a negative upper endoscopy, and she's still bleeding after colectomy. Stop this podcast for a second and think about this and see if you can come up with the answer. All right, you're back. What did you come up with? Hopefully something better than what we did because, unfortunately, this patient eventually died of an air embolism to the brain. This patient, as it turned out, had developed a small positional cardiogastric fistula. That's a connection between her heart and her stomach. Infection from the mouth and eventually the air that killed her spread from the stomach into her heart and bloodstream. And blood streamed out from her heart into the stomach. The fistula went both ways. When she lay on her left side, however, for the upper endoscopy, the fistula would close so no blood would be seen. It looked like a normal endoscopy. So many lessons in one case. First, don't treat with steroids in temporal arteritis without confirming the diagnosis, preferably with a biopsy or very soon thereafter. Secondly, and sadly, the consultant is not always right. It would be much easier for their primary care doctor if they were. Thirdly, one must often be a detective to make a correct diagnosis. Fourthly, treatment is mostly folly without a correct diagnosis, at least when the condition is life-threatening. There are probably more lessons here. Do you see them? I have a hard time seeing them, perhaps because I keep seeing Mrs. Piecemeal's sweet face, and it reminds me that I failed her in a way. But if you learn from my mistakes, her death will not have been in vain. This is Dr. Elliot Davidson for Lessons My Patients Taught Me. See you on the next podcast.